Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. How y'all doing today? Praise the Lord, everybody. How y'all doing today? I'm going to so good. Hey, real quickly, uh, we're going to get right into it. If you grab your Bibles, uh, grab your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. If you cannot find Genesis, please come see me at church. First book of Bible, Genesis chapter 12. And in, in my faith tradition, we usually stand with reading the words. So would you mind standing with me once you've got it? And you can also look on the screen. Genesis chapter 12, and I'm reading from the King James from New, new uh, NIV version. And it says, The Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Verse 4 and it says so Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out to him. How old was he? 75. How old was he? 75. Now, real quickly, go to Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. And now the Lord was gracious with Sarah, that was his wife, and he had said the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham. Abraham has changed his name to Abraham. Well, God changed his name. In his old age, at the very time God had promised him, <coughs> Abraham gave, name, gave the name Isaac to, to his son, Sarah, to the son. Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him and as God commanded him. Verse 5. And Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. How old was he? 100 years old. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We pray, Lord, that today we receive a word, a life-changing word that would help us along our path, along this Christian journey, that we learn more about you and connect with you in our relationship with you. And we give it in the glory and the honor. In your name we pray. Everyone say amen. Amen. While you see it, I want you to yell out the waiting room. The waiting room. The waiting room. It's funny that is we're praying for all these people who are about to have a kid. About three years ago, my wife came to me and she said, we're having a baby. And I was shocked. I was surprised. She wrapped the, uh, wrapped the box up in Superman, because you know I like Superman, and then it kind of made me smile. I was super happy about it. And we're having a baby. I, I thought we were going to have a boy. The Lord changed, changed my plans. We ended up having a girl. But, but we had, she told me that we were having a baby. Now, flash go back two years ago. We were in the waiting room. Now, we were surprised that the baby was not coming at the due date that it was supposed to come. We did every single thing to get the baby out on time. We did every single thing to get the baby out on time. We read you. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. We did everything to get this baby 
gave me. I was in the waiting room. Has anybody been in a waiting room before? Have you been in the spiritual waiting room where God promised you something and you were waiting on his promise? Mm -hmm. God, you said this was going to happen. God, you said I'm going to get rewarded. God, you said this is going to make a way. God, you said I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that, that this is going to be blessed. But God, I am waiting on you. Yes, sir. What do you do when you are in the waiting room? Abram. Abram is with his family, and God calls him when he's 75 years old, and he says, hey, leave. Leave your family, leave everything you know, leave everything you've got, and I am going to bless you. I am going to make your name great. I'm going to do so many wonderful things in your life and through your family and through your seed. All you got to do is trust me. God is speaking directly to him, and he hears his word, and Abram is like, yes, God, I'll do it, I'll do it. And for 25 years, he's waiting on the promise. Can you imagine being in the waiting room for 25 years? 25 years waiting on what God has promised you. What do you do when you are in the waiting room? Come on. What do you do? What do you do? And if you're taking notes, you can take notes now. Here we go. What do you do when you're in the waiting room? Number one, get out of the way. When you're in the waiting room, get out of the way. I'm in the hospital, and I see my wife, and a whole bunch of people are coming in. Now, if you know anything about a woman having a baby, let me tell you, the TV's locked. I thought that there was going to be like a little skirt that's going to cover from this part down. It wasn't no skirt. <laughs> Everybody came in and saw everything. I didn't like it. Every single thing was going on. What's going on? And me, I'm the only person not qualified to be in that room. Even my mother-in-law is a nurse. I am the only person not qualified to be in a room. What do you think would happen if I said, hey, Doc, what you doing down there? Hey, God, let me help you out. You're doing the wrong thing. Hey, God, have you checked this? Have you done this? Have you done this? I would end up being in the way. I was not qualified. My job while I was waiting on my promise is to get out of the way. April. April tries to help God. He tries to help God. He says, God, I know you're going to bless me, and I've been waiting for a long time. And what I'm going to do is, instead of keep, instead of listening to you, instead of waiting for you, I'm, I'm going to go take my wife's servant, and I'm going to have a baby with her. I'm, I'm going to help you out, God. I'm going to help you, God, because you're taking too long. Has anybody ever wanted to help God because he was taking too long? Oh, yes. Just me? Am I the only one? God, you're taking too long, and you're trying to help. And Abram almost messes up everything because he is in the way. Some of you want to help your people in your life, and you want to help your family, and you, you want to help a loved one get saved and come to Jesus, but sometimes we are in the way. Yes. What do I mean? What do I mean? Somebody moved my chair, so I got to walk way over here. That's okay. <laughs> Brother Ben, come help me out real quick. And so what happens is, let me just stay right there. And so what happens is, a lot of times we are sitting here waiting on God, standing right there and face me. And we got a loved one, or we got a promise, or we got whatever we want God to bless us with. We got it right here, and here is God. 
And we sitting there in the way, trying to get to God. Trying to get, where you going? What you doing? Where you at? What's going on? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? You ever had somebody, where you at? What you doing? Where you going? Oh, wait, wait, why you be there? How long you going to be? We're sitting there in the way, trying to help somebody get to God, and we're in the way. Whatever the problem is, sometimes we are in the way. Where you going? How long are you going to be there? When you coming back, who you taking with you? Let me explain your shirt. What you got on? Why you wearing clothes? What? You're in the way. Trying to help them get to God. Now, I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm not saying don't be a part. But sometimes standing here is the wrong thing to do when you really should be standing here. Amen. Let's go. Carlos will take you. You can walk slow, I'm going to walk slow with you. You walk fast, I'm walking fast with you. Get out of the way. When you're in the waiting room, get out of the way. Yes, sir. Number one, what's the point? When you're in the waiting room, what's the first thing you should do? Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Number two, remain calm in the silence. Remain calm in the silence. Remember I told you, April got the promise when he was how old? 75. 75 years old. But he didn't see the promise until he was 100. For 25 years, he heard nothing else about this promise. Wait a minute. God, you going to tell me something and then don't speak about it again until 25 years later? You're not saying nothing? I, I, I don't. God don't tell people, but God, that sounds a little bit like a tease. Like you playing with my emotions. Like, don't, don't, that's like, you ever had somebody who said, hey, I owe you money. Hey, I got that money, I owe you. But they don't say nothing else. <laughs> hey, I got that hundred, I owe you. And they don't say nothing else. They just walk off. They go the other way. Like, where you at? I'm trying to give, give me my money. Remain calm in the silence. He had to wait on God. Some of us are too busy trying to help God, and we're making a whole bunch of noise, and we think that God doesn't hear us. We think that we got to beg him. We think we got to plead with him. We don't. When God gave us a promise, all you have to do is wait on him. Yes, sir. Remain calm in the silence, meaning don't get frustrated because it ain't working out the way you think it should work out. Meaning don't be yelling, don't be making a whole bunch of noise. Now, that doesn't mean don't do anything. That just means don't panic. If God has given you a promise, all you have to do is wait on him. Number one, when in the waiting room, get out of the... Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Number two, remain calm in the silence. Number three, during the waiting process, expect change. During the waiting process, expect change. So I'm in this hospital room, and I'm watching all these people go in and out. In and out. In and out. 20 hours. In and out. I'm not sleeping. This is the first time I just stayed awake for 20 hours straight, sitting there watching, wondering what's going on, and every time something different happened. Hey, you, you, you went up this many centimeters. You, this happened, and, and, and oh, the epidural ran out, and, and all this stuff kept happening, and it kept being changes. I was ready to go in and walk out with a baby. That's not what happened. But you know what happened in the process while I was waiting? I started to get patience. I started, I 
better down. I told her. I told her. I Because I didn't know what was happening. Because she messed up and she showed me a movie where this woman gave birth and she died. I, why would you show me that movie and we ain't had a baby yet? I am literally crying in my soul. No, no. And stuff kept changing. It kept changing. It kept changing. It kept changing. Until the moment we gave it birth. Abram, doing his waiting process, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. It, even not even Abram, but his wife's name was changed. The people who he was around started changing. Some of the people that moved with him when he first got there, they started disappearing. When God is trying to change you in your waiting room, something is going to happen. Yes, something is not going to be the same. Expect change. Maybe the reason God has not given you the promise yet, because you haven't changed mm. yet. Talk, sir. I wish, I know when I was a kid, I wish God had given me a million dollars. I wasn't ready for a million dollars as a kid. I was barely ready for five dollars as a kid. I'm talking about I would spend that money so quick and be in debt. Maybe the reason why you haven't got the promise is God is still changing you. Maybe he's changing your attitude. Maybe he's changing your disposition. Maybe he's changing how you view the person you are with. Maybe God is trying to work on you and not just the promise. Come on, sir. During the waiting process, expect change. Number one, in the waiting room, in the waiting room, get out of the way. Somebody will say it. Number two, in the waiting room, remain calm in the silence. Number three, in the waiting room, during the waiting process, expect change. And this is the big one right here. When waiting, do what waiters do. When waiting, do what waiters do. I used to be, I used to be a waiter at uh, Applebee's. I, I, I actually love that job. I, I made good money. I, uh, they, they, they moved me around before a year's out. I was a manager at Applebee's. And the one thing I learned about working as a server is all about customer service. Yes, sir. It's all about spending time with people, even though you want to drop that food on the ground. Even though. Even though some people, they deserve to have a broad state. Some people do. I'm just saying they do. But when I was serving people, I, I, I learned how to do certain things. I learned how to communicate better. I, I learned how to, to care for people. I learned so much from serving. When you are waiting, the best thing you can do is serve. Can we pull up the scripture, Isaiah 40 and 31? This is a real good one. You've heard this one before. It says, but those who wait on the Lord yes. shall renew their strength. Yes, sir. They shall, shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All oh, that sounds really good, right? Those who wait, go back to it, go back, bring it back. Those who wait on the Lord. Now, wait here doesn't mean do nothing. Yes. Think about it. When, when I'm waiting on my wife, waiting on my wife to get ready so we can go out and sit there on the couch. Is she gonna come? She says, six o'clock. It is six forty-five. I'm getting so much trouble for that one. But those who wait, wait doesn't mean do nothing. Wait means to serve. 
iron shirt? Cool. I'll, I'll do it. You might want to get another shirt because I can't iron with a lick, but I'll try. Uh, what, what else do you need me to do? Should I get your shoes? Let me go ahead and warm up the car. Matter of fact, I already made reservations. I already ordered the food because I knew we were going to get there late. What do you need me to do? When you're in the waiting room, do what waiters do. Serve. Yes. Maybe the reason why you have not gotten the promise of God because he cannot trust you yet because you haven't done anything. Come on. I don't know how you're going to serve. Maybe it's getting involved more involved than I'm Look, we got plenty of opportunities yes. to serve. Maybe it's not serving here. Maybe it's serving at your job or at your unit. Maybe during this holiday season, instead of buying a whole bunch of gifts for a whole bunch of people, and some of them you don't want to give gifts to anyway, why don't you give something to somebody else who may actually need something? Yeah, yeah. Serve somebody else. Show God that you can be faithful with his promise. Yeah. You should have seen me in the waiting room. When we was having a baby, I was out the way. And I couldn't take it no more. So I just started staying there. And then I started, I saw the doctor said, we need ice. And the ice was right there by my hand. Guess what I did? Here you go, sir. <laughs> they said, we need somebody to hold our hand. I got, well, I started doing that, but I realized my wife is super strong. And she grabbed two fingers instead of all the whole hand. And she crushed these two fingers. They don't even look right. No more. Anyway, don't worry about that. I started helping. I started, I started checking on the side. Hey, thank y'all. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. Who are you? What's your name? How are you doing? Now, I had to get the room behind that because there was a dude that walked in and I ain't seen him ever before. And all of a sudden, he on the other end looking at stuff that I don't think he should have been looking at. So I had my eye on him the whole time. Other than that, I was helping. But blame me if you move. I got it. I moved that bed. Let me do what I can do. I probably can't do some of the medical stuff. I shouldn't be doing that. But when you are in the waiting room, you have to serve. You got to serve. You got to do something. Show God that you are faithful and true to his promise. When you are in the waiting room, Abraham, Abraham has a son that ends up changing the entire world. The promise that God gave him in the beginning, he ends up getting. It might be 25 years later, but yet he still got his promise. I promise you, whatever God has promised you, whatever you need from him, it will come. It might not come the way you look, but you think it should look. It may not come the way you think it might be, but it will come. The way the baby came out, her head was kind of swooshed. <laughs> they didn't tell me this stuff. Then I was waiting for the curtain. It was time for the deliverer. I was waiting for the curtain to come out. Hey, where's the curtain? Where's that curtain that separates everything so I don't have to see nothing? It never came. And I saw this baby come out. And at first I was like, ew. And I couldn't say that because my wife was right there. But I was like, ew. And then the baby came out and the head was kind of smushed. And I was like, that ain't my baby. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but nothing like me. And then I saw him take it to the, to the tube and they cut her umbilical cord. And they were doing all this other stuff and sticking her in the nose. And I, I was almost about to fight the doctor. I was like, what you doing? Stop. You play too much. And then they, they gave me the baby. And I wanted a boy. I wanted a boy. I want a boy because I want somebody I can punch. That, I, I, that's what I really want. I want somebody I can punch in the face. I'm a chaplain. I can't punch people, but I can punch the son. Oh, yeah. Hey, boy, how you doing? Pop. I want to do that. 
And then they gave me Daniel's barrel. And they let me hold it. And I was scared I was going to drop it. I was amazed to see me, but I was so filled with joy. My whole world changed in an instant based off a promise that my wife had gave me almost a year ago. There's something about receiving that promise, and the moment that you know it's real, the moment that everything works out, it just feels so good. But in order to accept that promise, in order to get it, you might have to be in the waiting room. You might have to wait. You might have to get out of the way. You might have to stop trying to have all this control. It might be really, really quiet. It might be silent, and you have to be okay with being in the silence. You, you might have to get out of the way. You might have to be quiet in the side. You might have to accept change. I, I thought it was a boy, you end up being a girl. You might have to wait for the change. And then when you're in the waiting room, make sure you are serving. Yes. And I promise you, God will work it out. There's somebody in here, even today, you are trying to figure out what is God doing. God, I don't understand. God, it's chaos. There's so much stuff going on in the world, and now everything going on in my home. God, what do I do? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're just in the waiting room. Yes, sir. But I promise you, when you walk out, it is God who keeps his promise. Now, part of that promise is not just going to the waiting room and just hoping everything works out. The only way it can work out is for you to have a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You got to talk to Him. You got to spend time with Him. You got to tell Him all about your troubles. And I remember that song, and He will hear your faintest cry. Spend this time with the Lord, and I promise you, He will work it out. Where you are, can we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us. I thank you, Lord, that some of us are in this waiting process. And it feels like all the chaos is going on. It feels like that, that Lord, we don't know what to do. We want to pull our hair out. We want to run. We want to scream. But we are just in the waiting room. So, Lord, help us and teach us how to get out of the way, how to walk beside you, how to walk beside those relationships we want to change, how, how to take our time. Lord, help us, God, to be calm in the silence. Lord, even when you're not saying nothing, you are saying something. Lord, help us to accept change. And more importantly, God, help us to spend this time with you while we serve. And we give it in the glory and we give it in the honor. In your name we pray. Let your heart say, Amen. God bless you. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Hey, thank you so much for those who are watching. Thank you so much for being part of our service. We hope that you enjoy it. Um, we have some few more announcements really quickly. Uh, one announcement that we need, uh, we are having, um, so we told you about the Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, we need you to invite people. Please invite people so we can help serve. But more importantly, uh, some of you guys have people that are on staff duty and they can't go anywhere for dinner. Let's feed them. Let's give them some food. And, and then I love taking place to the gate guard. Let's, let's feed them. Maybe you, if you forget your ID, they'll let you in next time. I don't know. But let's, let's take care. And then we have people at the hospital, emergency workers. So we got plenty of places, plenty of people to feed. And so if you can help us out with that, taking place to people who will love that to happen. 
And I think we have, is that the other last announcement? Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. And then uh, offering. Hey, so you know at the end of service we, we give an offering, uh, but you also can give online digitally to that same QR code that you pulled up. You're more than welcome to give digitally to our service. What you do help us to do ministry. So we're not just taking the money and getting rich. I know, I know Captain Betty always got new shoes on every Sunday. I promise you, those shoes are not coming from the offering. They're not.